Today's episode is brought to you by Axod Surfboards. That's Alex Cruz Surfboard Designs, shaper of choice for the Gold Coast Underground. And this here podcast ain't that swell. For the month of August, official Swelling Shaper Axod Surfboards is offering all listeners of the pod 15% off. That's 145 hard-earned bones off of every online custom order. Just head over to www.axodsurfboards.com and use code CORN at the checkout (laughs) to claim your discount. Corn code, Smivy. Corn code. Loving that. He's a true corn lord, the Aldo Cruz. Gotta love the Cruz brothers. Two of the all-time greats from the Gold Coast. The strip that glitters, Vaughn. What are you going to do with that spare 145 in your Sky Rocket, Smith? Where are you heading with that sort of spare change? (laughs) Straight to me ketamine dealer to get a packet (laughs) or half a packet of horse tranquilizer and then straight to the door with whatever's left over, Vaughn. See you there, old buddy. Competition surfing. Rashes. Welcome to Blitzed Pure Tour Nerdism, Vaughn. It was an absolute fucking mind-melting cone-off of epic proportions. I am still jazzed. I'm still fizzed off blistering hog mode. Nathan, the hog dog heads, just putting on a performance for the ages, a transcendental sporting performance that had me tingling Mm. from head to toe. Mm. And, uh, mate... An absolute shat rating bonanza. I shat rating. Fully shat myself on this one. A five out of five shat. Mm. Uh, S for skits, H for mad, A for are you kidding me? A T for torture. And there is just no doubting it. Full blown shat myself on this one, Vaughn. It's a five, a straight up five. The hog and the goat locking horns with Groms at the end of the road at Tiapu, Topu, Joppo, 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 Tiapo, Poo. Mate, and they, it doesn't uh, matter what it's called. Just whack it in the uh, auto caption, mate. That's where it leaves. Joppo is what we call it from now on, Smithy. And Joppo delivered, mate. And uh, I, I had to add another letter to the chat rating because uh, I thought it was beyond skits. You know, that day of days was just as skits as it gets. The mad was just uh, some of the heroics, men and women. The fucking women put it in out there big time, Didn't mate. That. Haven't seen that much back and front corn rinsing in a fucking long time. And uh, the A, are you kidding me? Oh, man, where do you even start? McGilly bum, uh, hoggy, fucking slate of the goat. But uh, this is where I added the extra letter. I added an R for the rampaging, rabid, raucous, Angelina Jolie, a.k.a. forehead throbbing veins of Nathan Hedge as he came flying out. <laughs> and then the torture for uh, poor old Griffey, collar Pinto. I can't yes. wait to dive into this. Mm. So I've actually changed it from a shat. Rating to a shark rating. Oh, wow. And like you, wow. Smithy, like you, when the bowels of Chopes were gurgling and gurgling and gurgling, and I thought, oh, should I chance a little fart? And blah, 
Shot it everywhere, mate. Oh, what a comp. Oozing excrement worse than a big night in the pseudos and jam jars at the <laughs> yeah. Bounty Vaughan, mate. It was uh, no confidence in my bowels nah. on the big day. Well, we're, we're, a- we're in Bali. We're at the Gobleg Inn mm. recording this uh, fine establishment. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, you just don't chance shots in this country. No, you no, do not do it. No. So. You clench, you clench your corner, oh. you grit your teeth. And, mate, there was plenty of that going on mm. at the end of the road. It was an incredible, just gutsy performance by so many people. Let's get into it, Vaughan. Let's do it. Sure, best heat, bro. Best heat. So many massive heats. Uh, for me... It's hard to separate the Hog versus the Vortex, Sharman, Jack Robbo in the round of 16, and Conor O'Leary versus the Goat in the same mm. round. They were just two blow-for-blow heavyweight, just belt-a-thorns, packing it, packing the Mondo West Bowls. It was so skits, full send mode, mm. uh, and it was just all-time chopes, as blue as it gets, six to eight foot, light offshore, coning off its dial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conor O'Leary, the Cronulla Kingpin, Corlord Hellman, Voodoo Sharman, uh, with his mad speed stripe mullet that wouldn't have looked out of place running around on Waterloo Oval in the mid-90s. Uh, that thing was mint. Mm. But yeah, he just put up massive numbers against the Grand Wizard Kelly and fucking sent it on the buzzer on one of the biggest waves of the event. Not quite deep enough to get the required score, which I think was a, a high eight. Mm. Uh, but what a fucking send it was. The thing blew out so hard, all that was left of Strider was his skull <laughs> and those wraparound bolets. <laughs> It was skits. Oh, our Cole, mate. Jeez, uh, oh, God. I can't believe how much pride I was feeling watching the Aussies go at it, mate. It was just such an epic thing. Um, my best heat was any heat with Jack Robbo in it. Mm. That, that that surfing is without peer. Like, sure, there were heroics all over the place. You know, what Hogg was doing was, was on another level. But any heat with Robbo, I was just transported into the vortex with the Shaman vibration at full throb like Mm. the way that he reads those waves man is just not it's not on the same planet as anyone else in the comp like the locals yeah they can go switch and they they did all that and no disrespect they know the wave better than anyone but the actual tube riding technical brilliance of robbo the way he like accelerates straight out of his drop into the into that high line that kelly did against john Mm. john years ago like that that high line it was a mistake when Kelly did it. It didn't look like he meant to go that high. Mm. Like Robbo is driving up into that position on the wave. And from there, he's just in complete control of his speed. I've never seen anything like it. Like I, this, you know, I thought John John was on a, a, a spiritual level with that shit. This, this kid, Robbo, mate, fuck, he is the shaman. He mm. is the vortex enlightened one we'll get to his 943 uh in the what was that the opening round that was one of the wildest most shamanistic displays of tube riding ever seen it's just it made no sense it made no sense in the context of what was unfolding Mm. at that point uh you know that wave just made no sense it was four foot chopes and he fucking just summoned this wobbly widow maker death trap and fucking stuff and it was like you look at the photos of it and it's like four times overhead it's like this just burp that came out of the Pacific and just went blah <laughs> and he just happened to be in the spot going yeah I'll, I'll stand there I'll cop it full face sitting in third priority no one wanted yeah. to bar of it anyway we're getting ahead I, of ourselves yeah, sorry mate uh, I, but the, the, surely like I mean what did you make of, of Robbo just just his overall performance because the world like that that number one was sitting there it was sitting there man and he just missed it and it took you know the hog to take him down I think it had to be heat of the event 100%. so much on the line yeah I mean there is no topping 
that event, that heat in that event, that nah. was just fucked up. There was no stopping the hog. Uh, you know, it, it took a guy who's been through the rigors of addiction, who has just been through the ringer of life, who is one of the grittiest surfers of all time. He, he's, you know, Tom Carroll reincarnate. He would have been a multiple times world champion if he had have been able to keep his shit together at the mm. peak of his powers. But, you know, drugs, alcohol... Uh, addiction, very common for high-end professional surfers on a tour that was sponsored by Fosters and Corona. Mm. Uh, you know, he kind of pissed the, the best years of his surfing life up the wall and now he's making up for it big time. Mm. And that's what it took to stop the Vortex Shaman. It was a, you know, it was an otherworldly performance from the Hog. Uh, the Shaman up until that point just looked completely untouchable. Mm. He's on another level. I mean, we're talking about, you know, this is a kid who spent so much time in the water in West Oz, like, so much time because, you know, he had to escape some heavy shit on land. And I, I think that that's a real secret to his genius and his intuitive understanding of the ocean. Mm. This guy is seeing shit like it's Braille. Like he is just on another level. And it, it's it's purely down to the amount of time he spent mm. in the ocean growing up. And for, for reasons that... I don't know if I'm really comfortable going into them because I'm speaking a bit out of turn, mm. but you know I've experienced enough of it at, at a pretty young age, uh, being around Jack and, and just knowing what was going on in the background. That yeah, I kind of understand why he gets the ocean the way he does because no one yeah. has the read on it like him. And he's so impressive. I. Out of the water too. It's one thing to be able to channel all that into into your time in the water, but the way that he's been able to build himself into this super athlete on top of that, you know, like use that skill, add to that, you know, the dedication and and the focus to pull out the stuff that he's pulling out. These, the buzzer beater like staunchness of the guy is without peer on tour. I don't think there's anyone who is backing himself to pull off a wave in the last seconds. Like, I've, I haven't even seen that one that that didn't give him. You know, like it was nowhere near deep enough or anything like that. The wave, it was just the wave. Like anything came out of the ocean that was remotely going to be close to the score and he would have got it. You know, that last one he got against Hog. But the way that he just milked every last little droplet out of it, like no fear, no doubt. And I just love that. You know, he came out and sort of patted the ocean and went, ah, oh, well, not this time. And uh, yeah, what a performance. Man, Incredible. I think he's, he's the first surfer since AI where you get the sense that he is up to anything the ocean can throw at him. Yeah. He's, he's completely unfazed. He wants it. He has so much self-belief. Uh, I mean, like the 9-4-3 in that round one heat was, it was a moment where, you know, you had two of the you know, best surfers on the planet in mm. a sense. You have Michelle Berez in the heat next to him in sitting in priority. Didn't want to fucking borrow that thing. Mm. Matt Young didn't want to buy of it. Jack Robbo in third priority goes, yeah, fuck, I'll huck it. Yeah. Had a crack. I mean, you look at the comment thread on his Instagram, you know, it's got Mark Matthews going, that's a fucking 20 yeah. out of 10. It's yeah. got Nate Florence going, that thing was fucking gnarly. Like, <laughs> the, the heaviest yeah. hitters on the planet just going. Because yeah. it wasn't a perfect choke. So it was a, a morning sick, weird morning. Mm. And uh, yeah, this fucking turned up, ultra tapped in shaman. Just sends it, man. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen yeah. in a contest jersey. It was so loose. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, well, it took the full force of Hogwarts, every piece of magic in the joint to, uh, to take him down. And let's get into that heat because that was the heat of the event 
in my opinion. Yep. And uh, yeah, you know, for me, like I was nearly crying watching this. Like I had the full blown tingles all over my body mm. watching the Aussies back each other. Mm. You know, the, the guard of honor splashing the water over him, just the full fizz at the end of the road. Uh, to see like our countrymen coming together like that is so heartening. Mm. And to me, it, it, it's more important than the contest results itself. I'd rather see uh, that kind of camaraderie and just surfing with heart and spirit uh, more than more than results, really. That, that's mm. what matters to me. I, I came to, to realize watching the event. Thought it was just fucking incredible. So uh, huge props to all the crew there, the Irakanjis, yeah. the Big O, all the guys in the background, Kingy, um, you know, all the chicks, Steph and Tyler, like just to see everyone mucking in together was fucking yeah. mental. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was massive. It was like watching Slater win pipe, basically yeah. watching Hog uh, go as deep as he did in the event. And um, man, you, you kind of can't put into words what this means to Australian surf fans, to aspiring pros to current tour pros mm. what hogs performance did. it's like that shit's transcendental man it's like it kind of it, it supersedes sport and goes into this realm of it hits you in the heart it, it, it gives you a reason to get up in the morning and, 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 and rip in you know seeing someone like that it's do true something. Mate. It's, it's true so inspiring yeah it's no doubt i mean i think when i f- saw the very first you know the big Long training that Hoggy got. I don't think it was in that heat. It was in a, an earlier heat. And he comes out and he's just f- like absolutely throbbing. Like, you know, you can see every cell in his body just screaming. And, mate, it was impossible not to get caught up in that energy. Like, you could feel it. It felt like you were in the channel, like at home looking at your phone. Like, it was just mental. And that energy has just continued to grow. And the more it grew, the more pride you felt. Like, I, yeah, I felt the brotherhood. I felt the sisterhood. And I felt the uh, the full power of what the Brazilians have been tapping for the last, what, 15, 20 years now? Well, that's it, man. And, you know, like the two biggest nationalities on tour are the Brazilians and the Australians. And we're really alone in that respect where we have like so many countrymen on tour with us at the same mm. time. And to see the Brazilians and the Australians coming together like that and backing each other, but with such goodwill, you yeah. know, there's no staunchness or aggression. It's all love and support. And, um, and even between the two crews, there's so much love and support. You know, mm. I was looking at Conor O'Leary's Instagram this morning and he's just fucking over the moon that Miguel won and yeah. just backing him so large. You know, there's so much love and respect for Miguel and Jadson, these fucking, you know, happy-go-lucky core battlers from this fucking haggard joint of a country. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just so much going on, so much in this event. Hard to know. Fucking, fuck, I could just ramble about it for let's, hours. But Let's, uh, let's keep going. I'm, let's I'm keep going. this. The... Uh, Mate, it, it really come down to the 987. Hogs 987 is was a de- decisive mm. uh, wave in that heat to, that knocked the shaman out. And fuck, mate, what a two minutes that was from Nathan Hedge. Deep Incredible. in combo land uh, with the minutes counting down. I think he, was, he, he needed a combined total of 17 with eight minutes on the clock or something. And uh, this thing comes in. And you just knew. He had priority. And we we're watching it. And we're going, oh, here we go. This is full send moment. Whatever comes through, it does not matter. Hog's going to fucking put his head down and just scratch and go. And sure enough, yeah. he's just steep, deep, pretty well out of position. Fucking tries the knife it, loses the rail, fully airdrops on like an eight foot. It's kind of a weird chopes one. Like there was... Uh, I don't know. There was no wedge in it. There was like no real easy entry point. The pit was all at the start of the ledge and he's fucking like airdropping as this thing's blowing out behind mm. him. 
somehow sticks it, engages the rail. The thing's just exploding, full corn rinse. Everyone's just like, oh, he's been fucking obliterated. And the cunt just comes <laughs> screaming out the end of it. Connor O'Leary's just had a conniption on the boat. Yeah. Everyone's pretty much fainting screaming and enraptured. It was like a, oh, yeah. was He wild. just put his little snout in the in the trough, in the vortex trough, and rut, 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 rut out the cone truffle like a fucking maniac. And he's not done. Oh. He, he kicks out straight into priority in front yep. of Jack Robbo, straight back out the back. He's got the, the pick of the waves, and you just knew. You just knew that after all this guy's been through in life at 43 years old, all the hardship, mm. the training, the meditation, crawling his way back into a place of happiness and contentment, that uh, you, you just felt at that moment that the pendulum had fully swung and Jack Robo was fully fucked. I just oh. was like, oh, this, he's gone. I think that this, like, whatever comes next, Hoggy's feeling it so hard. Sure enough, straight into another, deep and steep, disappears, stands tall, mm. an 8 5, and the win. One of the greatest passages of competitive surfing I've ever seen, all done in two minutes. Yeah. A combined total above, uh, what is that? Uh, nine eight seven and an eight five, fucking like eighteen or something mm. in two minutes. Yeah, shit. nah, amazing stuff, man. And uh, it was just uh, oh, it was just like such a fucking perfect moment that summed up sort of just the whole event. You know, like uh, if, if you look at every little story from Miguel and Courtney winning uh, right down through to the the early rounds with Felipe going out, like all the drama around it. Like mm. it was, it was a fucking incredible comp, for, wasn't it? For just the way that it panned out, the like, narratives at play was car- oh. it was almost cartoonish. Like yeah. you had these kind of ancient. Well, we called it, mate. We said it's going to be like semi-final football, and uh, you know, I don't know if this is true for all sports, but in rugby league and and probably AFL, like semi-finals are the games. Mm. They're the games that just bring it. We we cannot not mention the goat. Ah, uh, fucking what a masterclass it was, and you know that heat. I was mentioning the Conor O'Leary verse mm. Kelly Slater heat was an absolute fucking mind melter. Um, the goat first wave in the heat a nine, and it was mind blowing. In many ways, in many ways, the perfect chopes wave for a guy of the goat's ability. Just mm. big, clean west and bending so hard on the reef, blew out like all hell. Uh, the goat comes screaming out, hands outstretched, high fives a water patrol guy on the skis on the, uh, and just like. Man, you just yeah. got to fucking give full props nah, to the man, greatest we, of all time. He is 50 years old <laughs> and packing the most psycho pits at the end of the road still. And, you know, as we saw at the Pipe Masters and we saw again here, like if, if it is pulsing orbs, like big, thick, just Pacific power, like he's still in that top five combo. He's still, you know, almost untouchable with that sort of ocean knowledge, with that sort of positioning to just always be in the exact right spot, thread those things and he he doesn't take the easy road the goat he's always looking for a way to make those waves a little bit harder and a little bit more showmanship and Mm. he puts himself in these fucking incredible positions but full credit to just the way that that guy can tap into the energy of of what's going on around him the crazy thing about his run in this event is that you know his last possibly last ever heat full-time on tour and he gets a 1.57 combined heat yeah, total. I, right? I was thinking he wasn't even going to take off on a wave yeah. as a silent protest about how <laughs> fucked the waves <laughs> were for that heat. I was like, yeah, do it, mate. Just don't, don't, don't even catch one. This is a disgrace. Mm. You deserve better than this. Yeah. I mean, when it's big and coning, he's yeah. still the best in the world. And let's be real, they're the waves that matter. They are the conditions that matter. All the rest of this shit for me is pretty peripheral. Like yeah. fucking high performance surfing, I can take it or leave it. Yeah, I get it. It's the best way to decide a world champ. But in my opinion, the world 
world champ or the best surfer in the world is decided on mm. days like that at Chopes yeah. and the goat reigns supreme. Um, and, you know, just the style and ease of the man in conditions like that, yeah. you know, just fading as he exits the barrel, uh, so much control, kind of showboating in the pit or, you know, just like all these little like fades and, and check turns as he's coming out of the pit, just like, you know, he's almost coming out of the pit doing something else. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's disengaged with the tube ride already. He's already, you know, signing autographs as he's coming out of the pit kind of stairs. <laughs> Classic. Oh, he's just the man. I can't help but look at the next two years, right? Is the Olympic, the chance to surf in the Olympics at Chopu going to keep him surfing enough events to re-qualify and, and keep himself in that conversation? Because honestly, when we were talking to him in WA, I thought this, this could be it. This could be the last time we see the GOAT in Australia, you know, it's certainly with a rashy on. But now, you know, like he's got to the end of this year, he's bookended two of the most famous surfing events of all time, you know, like in his career, but of all time, in some of the most fucking juiciest orbs and he's fucking still making semi-finals and winning comps. Mm. Like, man, what do you reckon? Like, I, I just yeah. can't see him. Like, the, the, surely that Olympic medal has to be in his brain as something that he hasn't achieved. You know, he's always looking for that next goal. The fucked up thing about surfing is that in order to qualify for Chopes, he's going to have to grovel a million shit beach breaks and go through the you know the rigors of the ISA qualification realm, which is just not... Well, unless you're in the top two. If, if he's in the top two uh, American qualifiers on the CT, you're an instant startup. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's it's all that uh, ISA stuff for the countries that don't have... Repre- you know, mostly for the countries who don't have representation on the CT. Mm. So he could he could surf. Let's just say he does like uh, Chopes. Don't know if Fiji's coming back, but you know if there's a, if there's three Pacific events, like mate, you'd have Dude. to think like who's going to beat him. So true. Yeah. Well, he's got Kaloe and, and John basically, and you know, mate, let, let, let's fucking be real. What's going on with Hawaii? Can't I mean, we want to get the, the swelling queen Tulsi onto a bit of an independence vote going? Uh, just just purely so John can surf for Hawaii in the Olympics and the mm. goat can surf for America. Oh, would it be? That'd be good. I mean, surfing was leading the way with that. I mean, it was always Hawaii and America. Yeah, and the Basque country. Yeah. We're always acknowledging these weird kind of separatist <laughs> regimes. So I don't know what's uh, yeah. gone wrong there. It's, it's a bit of a weird one seeing John in the stars and bars surfing for America. It's a, it's a head fuck. But mm. yeah, I mean, he'll be 54 years old and he will still be right up there with the best in the world uh, in those kinds of waves. I can't see him losing too much ability in those kinds of conditions. As Hogg said, you know, those kinds of waves, they, they favour maturity. Mm. It's all about positioning and lineups and trusting your ability and having done it before so many times. And who's done it more times at the end of the road than the GOAT? Nah. Nobody in history nah. is the most winning surfer of all time there. And oh. Fuck, mate. Get him to the Olympics and that cunt's walking away with some kind of brass. Mm. I did want to uh, say there was a, a little bit of uh, ancient karma coming back uh, to Kelly, having Corley Vast, you know, switch foot against him in that heat. I was like, far out. Is that is that like a bit of a slap in the face or is that Corley uh, acknowledging that, you know, the ways are dog shit and we may as well just play with it? Or was it, Smivy, retribution for Slater years and years ago during the Rip Curl mm. CT at Padang? Remember that? We're talking about this, he yeah. He gets drained on the first section, comes out, does a big, deep bottom turn, quickly does the switch stance and gets that little funnel on the end. I was like, ah, Goat's got form here. <laughs> and it all comes back in the car and kick up the coin, Smivy. <laughs> well, let's, uh, yeah, let's get into the best waves of this event because, again, there was a ton of it. That wave was Necker is. Best wave. And, yeah, let's, as you mentioned, Coley Vast. Uh, 
a couple of attempts at the switch pit. Had one earlier on in the event, which mm. was a fucking melter of a wave, <laughs> just like the ultimate four foot nugget, mm. and uh, took off backside and realized he was too deep uh, to, to make it backside. So, switch stance and just pumped a couple times and made this like full on square little nugget. It was such a dreamy wave. But to see someone take off and switch stance, have the time and coordination to switch their stance and pump in, in the pit. It's shit's fucking so bizarre to me. I can't fathom it's, it. It's so tripped out. It's going to happen. It's, it's coming. Like the, where can surfing go? Like, you know, like you look at performance, you look at like aerials, you look at all this shit. And the, especially with wave pools, the switch stance world is on our doorstep. And it, full credit to Jamie O'Brien, I remember, you know, probably a decade ago, mm. he was asking his sponsors to pay him to learn how to surf switch. Uh, but obviously they didn't stump up. <laughs> Bit of a shame. The freak show, ahead of the game, yet again. But, uh, mate, Coley Vast's mate, one- Michael Ho and, uh, you know, Buttons and these guys, they were doing it way back in the day. Fully. Like carving, like, you know, starting their, their cutty regular foot and turning as the rail engages into a goof and then doing a full rebound forehand. Like Unbelievable. Crazy Unbelievable. Like, why is it taking so long? But the pools will the pools will do it. You watch, mate. When, when, once they start getting six to eight foot ramps, we'll start seeing that snowboarding skating element come into it. But even seeing it in CT heats now is a mind it's a mind blower. Mate, the the wave against the goat in the semis, uh, I think he come up with a seven for it. Kaipo, but the commentators were crying blue murder over that. Mel, uh, Kaipo, and Strider were all blown up that the score should have been higher. Mm. And I guess it was just a conversation that the Wazzle wasn't ready to have yet. Yeah. And it just got forced on them and they yeah. had to make a call. And I don't know, I guess it's, it's interesting. You don't often see WCL commentators break rank with the judging, mm. but they did on that occasion. And I, I guess that's a sign of things to come. When, when the top dogs are, are crying blue murder like that, you can almost bet your bottom dollar that we're going to start to see switch surfing rewarded with higher it's, scores. It's going to be a little moment in time for sure because uh, the, the, the judges obviously just viewed it as a bit of a nullity, uh, didn't really consider it all that special. And um, I think that, yeah, they're going to have to uh, re- review their thoughts and feelings about this sort of thing as it becomes more prevalent. Pretty piss weak, if you ask me. Best wave, though, Smivy. Well, it's... it's, it's what, go, what do you got? I, I, it's got to go to Matty McGill. It has right? to. It has Ten. to. I mean, it's oh. that was a side-slipping abomination of a drop, yeah. and he somehow dug it out of the coals, and, uh, I mean, fuck, dude. Like, there's Huck in it, and then there's that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it makes sense that this guy base jumps off giant bridges in South Africa for fun because he should have been wearing a parachute <laughs> or a cape or at least a skull cape for that thing. I mean, are you kidding me? He is... What? He is... He is so gutsy. He is such an underrated surfer, man. On tour, I remember Falcon Pipe Pro years ago. He turned up, you know. There, there was a, I think there was a, an event or a QS that a lot of guys would go to in Morocco at the exact same time, same sort yep. of ratings, and a lot of the crew would Anchor just point, yeah. yeah, go up there and and just sort of bank on uh, you know their their pedigree of of surfing long points all over the place rather than have to deal with you know the the full Hawaiian contingent yeah. in the Vulcan. And I mean this Pro. is a guy from J Bay. You'd think he's a walk up start in Morocco. Oh like. mate, he got there and he was just a grom and he was fully sending, like packing, packing, packing. And uh yeah, I just remember going, this kid, keep an eye on him and um got to hang out with him a little bit when we were making postcards from morgues. How just good is the guy? Absolute Cruiser, mate. He's so the, delightful. The most core <laughs> surfer you'll ever meet. Yeah. He's just like you wouldn't.
wouldn't be surprised if he just fell off the world tour and, uh, you know, just camped out on some island in the Tellos yeah. for fucking he's six just, months. He's that kind oh, of a... Man, such a lovely guy. And just, uh, yeah, I think he got stuck in Australia during COVID, um, was spending a lot of time with Morgs and got sort of on the program with Bottle. And it's just so good that, you know, he's used that year of, of sort of being, uh, you know, Morgie's wingman basically during that, that major run that Morgs went on and just used it as pure fuel to uh, show up and start putting in performances like this one. This is a this is a breakthrough performance. Bad breakthrough. Big time. That drop was so out of hand. Like, he fully loses it on the drop. It's just a straight botched Yeah, it's drop. like an acid drop, isn't it? He almost goes tail first into the pit of the wave. Yeah, it's like, it looks like he's just going to be sliding down the face into oblivion. But then he's, you see, the last thing you saw from the front angle watching it live is you see his board snap and correct. Mm. And it looks like it just shoots him straight into the lip. You know, like boards correct and mm. you don't really have a choice where it goes. But that thing threw so That's wide right, yeah. it's that just... he, he went straight and was still able to pull under the curtain the and get blown out. That barrel is what saved him. You, ah. if, that, if that thing even clamps just a quarter of an inch more than it did, it would have been lights out, one of right. the worst wipeouts ever. ever. The concussion oh. from wearing a lip like that. Like that thing was like eight foot mm. wide. It was loose. and uh, But then, I mean, fucking hell, man. The guy almost loses the heat. Uh, gets a seven on the buzzer. Like in the last 20 seconds to make that heat. And this actually turned out to be a bit of a trend in the event where guys who got the fucking skits ones, it's almost like getting a psycho one at Chopes, whether it was Griffin, whether it was uh, Matty, yep. you know, whether it was the Vortex Shaman. Um, like if you get a psycho one out there, it, it's the exhilaration and the high of that. It's like, it's too hard to come down off that almost and concentrate on the heat and get a six or a five to make it through. It, it's, so, it's, like you, it's like you've won the world title it already. It fully happens like that, How mate. do you reset? How do you reset after getting a wave like that and focus on a 15-minute heat where you need a fucking six, nine to get through? You can't, man, no. and I don't blame him. But then on the flip side of that, you've got the Brazilians who, you know, on the big day, I don't remember any of them really sending it that hard. And even when I think back to Medina winning it on debut, I don't remember him ever sending it the whole event. Mm. Really, like a couple, maybe like one kind of West one in the final. But it's such an ingenious strategy that they've got of just like a really high make rate, um, going like, you know, they're just racking up sevens and eights constantly, making every wave, not going the skits mm. ones, just plodding along, plodding along. You're not paying any attention to them. And then suddenly you look at the semis and there's fucking three Brazos yeah. in the semis. Like, how did this happen? Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, there's just a completely different strategy. Whereas, you know, I guess like your Aussies, uh, your Hawaiians, your, uh, your Americans, like a lot of the other people in the draw, maybe slightly less comp savvy and they actually just want to fucking get that psycho one. They oh, think man. that that's the methodology to winning at Chopes. When we did, maybe it's not. Yeah, no, when we were chatting with, you know, the Parkos and, and uh, Hoggy and all of that, it was like, and Tommy Witts too, you know, I was saying like, are you worried that, you know, uh, Griffin and, and Canoa in particular, I was like, are you worried that they're going to get over there and just be so focused on fucking sending it that they'll forget about their heat strategy? And he said, yeah, that is something we talk about. And they all knew it. Parko the same. Um, I, I agree with you, mate. Like that much adrenaline, that much just fucking exhilaration is so hard to pull back in. That's another reason why I sort of, you know, I've been so blown away by Jack Robbo. He's just... He's been putting it together so well. And I, like to me, he didn't lose because he got the skits one and wasn't ready for the next one. He just lost because he didn't get the, the wave in the dying seconds. He, he was ready. But 
Yeah, it's it's funny, mate. The Brazilians, they just did it so well. They just keep a handle on it, even though they're all fizzing and frothing and jumping up and down and dancing. When it's when it's the heat's on, it's just all about the win. Mm. It's all about the W, mate. Don't worry about, you know, sending it on the biggest wave of the day if it's not going to mean points in the bag. Totally, yeah. It, it's like more of a, a, a steady ascent as opposed to the mm. peaks and troughs of pack and giant ones. They're yeah. just edging along. It, it's really interesting. Uh Get to the breakthrough performances, Vaughn. Bad breakthrough. Mate, Courtney Connell getting the win and uh, putting on just an entertaining as fuck performance. You know, she wanted it. She was feeling it. She was loving it. Gaffed up and packing it. And uh, also like a great story, Courtney. Uh, you know, plenty of grit in this chick. Grew up in Santa Ana, uh, California, 30 minutes inland from the beach. Uh, you know, she was the first pro surfer ever from her town. Uh, by qualifying for the world tour, she also became the first mainland American female surfer to make the tour since uh, Karina Petroni six years earlier. Whoa. And uh, yeah, she was pretty much a, a weekend warrior for a lot of her life, relying on lifts to the beach from her family. And uh, she was actually a track and field star who won a scholarship to college for running. And she credits that sport with teaching her many valuable lessons uh, that have really come to the fore in surfing. She told me this a while back... Uh, <clears throat> when the going gets tough, right when you start thinking of letting up, that's when you should push in. As long as you see you're going in the right direction, that's when you commit. There's all the, those funny sayings for a reason because when the going gets tough, you've got to keep going. Mm. And, uh, you know, she, she, plenty of grit. Great. And uh, she's got a bit of the freaky Zeke Lowes about her too. Uh, she also told me, my competitor next to me, they don't like me in the heat because they think I'm fierce. It's kind of like you see a tiger and it's all peaceful and you're like, oh, I want to hug it. Then you get in their territory and it's going to pounce on you and <laughs> take you down. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm here to get a job done and win a world title. And uh, she's taken a, a big step in the right direction, winning it at Chopes. Mm. Quality performance. Well, she's been around a long time and she's she's sort of been doing it tough, mate. Like I don't think she's had a major sponsor for a pretty long time. She and, almost uh, does. In fact... Well, been three years since her last win, but this with this win, I think she moves into maybe the third all-time winning a surfer uh, for American women, uh, for maybe Frida Zamber and Kim Merrick or so, someone like that above her. But I mean, she's in. Oh, Lisa Anderson, sorry, is the other one, but she's in like that conversation of the greatest ever American surfers. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it is a, a breakthrough for her to get back in the winners' circle, get back into that feeling of like she's a world title contender because she's. She's not old. Like, she's still got it. And mm. uh, that, that grit that you're talking about is what's needed to, you know, give these, this next generation a bit of what for. Because if they're going to come through doing things that she can't do, she can only outmuscle them with determination. She's just turned 30 and they were saying on the broadcast, you know, she's the fittest chick on tour. She's uh, up there against Italo for the best abs on tour. Oh, wow. The beans and brown rice eight pack. Yeah, so you can you can definitely bet that she's going to be around in the next five to ten years. She might end up, you know, entering that kind of Slater realm of longevity, mm. uh, which would be the first female to do so. I, I can't think of uh, a female pro who's uh, beyond... Oh, when did Lane hang it up? I don't know, mate. Mid-30s? Yeah. Early-30s? Well, no one's done a Slater. No. No, one, no one's hung in there for, for that long. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you've got the, the desire and the fitness and the determination, but it was a good win. The, the breakthrough for me was um, Corley, of course. Like, Owen Wright, when he was on uh, the Swillians Versus, remember that? We, we uh, opened it up for the Swillians to interview Owen, and, um, you know, one of the questions was, who do you think is a future world champ? 
that no one no one can see coming and he was like Corley Vast. Wow. And I just was tripping going, what? That is so random and left field. But, man, like what can't he do? Like he's a, he's a small wave wizard. He's gotten big punchy like airs and stuff like that. But four to six foot backhand, he has that classic sort of Ramsey book I'm like just crack off the lip, full vert power, can ditch the fins. And we've all seen what he can do at Chove. So, I mean, he's caught probably one of the biggest waves ever surfed out there. Mm. So, yeah, he actually does have, I think, um, some world championship tour pedigree or, you know, potential about him. Clearly, I mean, you don't make the final of a CT if you haven't got it. But, um, yeah, this this was a big breakthrough. I, th- I can see him, you know, being there in a couple of years. 100%. And, uh, of course, Miguel Pupo breaking through for his first final in so 10 years. Sick. And, so uh, sick. The first CT win of his career. What a performance from the Brazilian. Uh, we talk a lot about the ability of Brazilian competitors to get the read on lineups that, you know, they have no part mm. in getting the read on. Like, it, 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 there was absolutely no way Miguel should have been able to outwit Coley Vast in the final in tricky four to six foot chokes. It's like kind of met moving between the ledges a bit. Uh, and yet there he was on every bomb, skipping between the inside and outside ledges with the ultimate read on the joint. And, you know, you can only put that down to the collective consciousness of Brazilian surfing. We've, talk- <laughs> we- we've talked about this in the past. Like, they are pooling their knowledge and it shows. Uh, I mean... It's a hive mentality. It is. Yeah. And, and you know, M- Miguel and Gabby are super tight. You, you see this a lot uh, on tour. They're, they're always, you know, hanging and... and- chatting to each other and dropping each other's names in post-heat interviews and whatnot. And you can guarantee Gabby was FaceTiming Miguel in between heats. Uh, yeah, Jaddy and Sammy Pupo on the boat whistling and just going fucking ham, directing mm. him around. And yeah, it's just so good to see everyone back in their countrymen like that. Uh, all in good spirit. Gets the hairs standing up on the back of my neck, that shit. It does, fucking man. Great theatre, great spectacle, great contest. And if Jaddy is the most loved guy on tour, you're like, you know, Jaddy is, he's universal. He's everyone's papa. He's the head he's, of the he's totem. Like, yeah, and like, you know, I heard Laura and her just going, oh, there's Jaddy. And you could hear her voice like getting all high-pitched and giggly because, she, you know, that's the sort of aura he's got. But if, if Jaddy is the most loved, then Miggy is the nicest. He is such a cool, calm, just gentle soul, man. You never see him fire up. Like, and that, going back to that hog energy, you know, like the way that the lineup just started bubbling every time he paddled out. Like when Miggy was in that final and he started making a couple of those like bigger ones, Watching him come out and punch his chest was just epic. Like, if you know the guy at all, you're just going, oh, man, that's that's hitting a new level of energy for him. And uh, I'm just so, uh, yeah, like, like anyone who has been around those guys for a long, long time, he's had to sit there and watch his best mate, Gabby, just destroy and dominate. And then Italo come through. And, you know, like 10 years on tour is a pretty long time oh, then. And now he's got that moment. Like, he's got that moment that he's worked so hard for. At, at some point, the world title dream probably wasn't even factoring in anymore, you know, as these new Brazilian charges were coming through and, you know, to see him get the win. And he was only a bee's dick away from qualifying too, man. Like if Kanoa and, uh, had dropped out early mm. and Miguel had won the comp, he could have qualified. That's crazy. It's mad. And, so uh, it's it's uh, such a good result for him. What a year. What a I think year. He, what, he got a semi-final or a quarter at uh, Pipe? Yeah. I yeah. mean, interesting, isn't it? That's just the, the two big results he's had this year have just been in, like, the greatest waves you can ever hope to see. Yeah. Uh, Hang your hat on that. Huge doff of the cap to Vaheen Fierro, too. Uh, I think she made the semis in the end. But uh, just 
incredible to know, you know, that first heat against Carissa, really unlucky not to beat the world champ. Uh, just, you know, basically the ocean didn't provide. And I fucking hate when that happens. You know, just to see a surfer not get the opportunity to back up a, a mental score with another mental wave. Carissa got the nod in that first exchange, that first heat, uh, just because, you know, she got two waves. Vaheen got one, but Vaheen's one was mental. You know, she's like the female Jerry Lopez out there. Makes it look so easy. She's got the drop on lock and uh, just a smooth bottom turn into the pit. Such a smooth surfer. And then she eventually come up against Carissa again in the event. Knocked her as she should have done in round one because the ocean come to the party. She is a fucking star. The only thing that stopped her was just the ocean going flat on her. Mm, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the only frustrating things about... Uh you know, these events when it's absolutely cooking and uh, you you know what they can do out there. You know they're pushing the limits. You're seeing something that you never thought you'd see with every fucking heat and then someone just gets stitched by a, a heat with no waves or, you know, gets put out in one of those ones that, that goes just completely flat and you're just sitting there going, how fucking unfair is this? It's just so cruel. Mm. It's cruel, it mate. It is cruel. Like, oh, it's just hard to watch sometimes. Just getting back to uh, Best Wave, Smithy. Best Wave. I forgot to mention this one. For me, one of the most crucial and peak moments of this whole comp was Kanoa Igarashi's 9.8 at the end of his heat. Like two minutes to go, it's either him or Griff. There's only the one spot left for qualification. It's Tommy Witz's worst nightmare because he's going, fuck, either way I'm going to have one guy through and the other guy out. Uh, And... Kanoa just sacked up and packed this thing, man. And fuck, with so much on the line, I couldn't believe it. He was just, there was no doubt. It was like a, a near perfect ride. You know, it was a big, thick one, came from west. He was so deep. It played out almost exactly what I thought would happen. I thought Griff might send it a bit too hard and, and take a wave that, that might not open up for him. And I thought Kanoa would just be, like, like I said, a, a shark on the edge of the deep water or like a wolf on the edge of the village. And, the second that opportunity turned up, he just ran in and nabbed it. And um, pure class and deadly now heading into these um, heading into these Wals finals. But So good yeah, too. Yeah, what did you make of that wave? Because to me, Kanoa was just always looking like the guy to sneak in. If you're going to get it done, you want to get it done in those kind of circumstances. Mm. You, know, to, you know, It's kind of like being in a fight up against the, the heavyweight world champ. You've got to knock him out to win. Mm. And uh, you want to do it in style. So stuffing a 9-8... You know, he did it the right way. The surf gods are happy with that. They approve. The tiki gods give him the big fucking stamp. They chop the bowl up for him. Mm-hmm. Said, here you go, Kanoa. Huff <laughs> on this, mate. Son. You earn this, brother. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. The fact that a kid from Huntington Beach, a, a small, you know, life beach break wizard who made his name on thin ditches and just lightning rail work and punts can sack up and pack a fucking skits West Bowl at Chopes. That's psycho, man. You know, mm. the, the amount of personal growth and, and growth in, in surfing that, that this guy's put on throughout his career. Like, he deserves to be there in the top five. I'm stoked for him. He did it in the right way. Good yeah. Full-blown melt! Ah, uh, man. Where do you start? <laughs> There's a no, couple of well, big look, ones in here. No surprises for guessing this one. I mean, Philippe Toledo, <laughs> wow, melted down uh, as... 
as expected and as, as bad almost as you can melt down. I, like, I can't remember a worse performance at Chopes in round one than Neko Paderat's refusing to take off on a wave. Mm. Uh, the, the opening heat against Slater and Hogg was an absolute debacle and it, it had me questioning why he bothered showing up at all. Um, I mean... It was cooking chops. And as we predicted, Team Outer Known was just paddling rings around him. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking using him as a priority boy. Oh, it's just. I think what we got to like, I think there was like two minutes to go and he had yet to catch a wave. Mm. It was wild. And uh, he eventually uh, he pulls off like a, a 1.5 for the kind of tube I would have gotten out there. Mm. It's like, mate, you're better than that, Dude, he, You're better than that, brother. That was heavy. Like, I, I was just going, what's he got to gain from even going to Chopes? If he's not going to sack it and pack it, like, what is the benefit for him? Like, sneak through a few heats and just lock away that number one position? Well, that didn't work because the surf was fucking cooking. And he didn't just, like, leave the door open for Robbo, mate. He fucking kicked it off its hinges and threw it into the fucking river. <laughs> I was like, this is just, uh, this is his worst nightmare. And he's, he's now... Heading into Trestles, he's got this unwanted head noise where everyone is going to be going, Dog, that, that's dog. Asterix. Dog. Asterix, mate. Yeah. Like everyone's <laughs> going to be going, well, fucking, well, what do you want to do? And then, you know, to see what Robbo was doing in the same comp, like, and I was just going, oh, my God, this guy's going to be world number one. Like, it's going to take fucking a miracle to stop him, which is what happened, but... Oh, man, this this is the worst possible headspace to be going to Trestles with for Felipe. Like... You know, when that Wazzle posted that, you know, he's clinched number one, he's the number one seed going into trestles and they had a, a photo of him with his arm raised and all that, I just felt embarrassed for him, mm. which is weird because he's easily the best surfer of the year, like in just, you know, CT format. Mm. But to go to Chopes and, and just not deliver on that scale was... Hard to watch. It was it's, actually fucking cringy. It was cringy. It yeah. was rough, man. I mean, like I said, these are the waves that matter. This is where you get all the core credibility and mm. there's nothing worse than going to an event uh, like Trestle's a Final Five showdown with a bunch of asterisks and question marks <laughs> just bobbing around your head. You're swatting at them. You're swatting at them. They won't go away. you got some piss head on his Monster Energy drink at 11 a.m. and oh, the cobbles no. at Trestle's just throwing asterisks at you, oh, throwing no. shade at you, throwing question marks at you. You oh, don't want that. No, no. Uh, it was just... Uh, oh. Dude, I felt, I felt like it's just, you know, worst case scenario played out. The only, the only thing that could have made it worse was Jack Robbo getting that gold singlet. But oh, it's, in a way, it would have been better for him because he would have had to fight harder to get that world title. You know, it puts a bit of sting back in like, nah, fuck it, I'll get there and I'll smash you. Like, now it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how you, how you pull it back together. I'm sure he's got, you know, the ultimate team around him. It's, it's his year to lose. Of course it is, but... Oh, jeez. Was a bit of a fight back Brutal. in his elimination heat. Managed to pack a couple tubes for, for a pair of sevens. So, mm. you know, that's, that's no mean feat on a big day at Chopes getting no. a couple of sevens. But, uh, yeah, mate, but this Chopes has given this guy the yips big time. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the past, he's he's managed to do that. He's managed to, like, you know, I remember at uh, remember a heat against Slater at Backdoor after copping a lot of pipe yeah. shit. And he, he almost got him. He almost got a 10 on yeah. a Backdoor. Yeah, pretty clipped. good. Clipped on the way Pretty out. Good just bomb. fell. Yeah. But it all still reeks of just not loving it and putting in the time. You know, you can get those ones where you, you get a freak wave and it's the wave of a lifetime, but there's just got to be more dedication to that sort of surf if you want to be, I guess, what's he trying to prove here? He's got to prove it to himself, right? Like there's no, there's all of these question marks and stuff. He can't really do it to get rid of that. He's got to do it because he wants to do it and he wants to love it.
And it just doesn't feel like that's there at the moment. It's quite wild that his nickname's The Lion because he has fucking no heart whatsoever in those kinds of waves. He is, uh, I mean, is he, this is The Lion from The Wizard of Oz, Vaughn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion on the search for a bit of courage? Oh, oh, no. Look, let's leave him alone. See what he Look, The funny thing was, last year, by the time we got to Trestles and the way that he surfed, like, mate, what he was doing in Waves of Conoquence almost didn't matter to me because mm. it was just high performance, Formula One, like fucking razor edge brilliance, you know? I wonder if uh, we'll all get over this little this little hiccup in Tahiti. Yeah, and look, mate, it's, as not, surf it's, it's not throwing shade at his personality or, or anything like nah. that. It's just a gnarly proposition, Chopes. It's fucking terrifying. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be an elite level surfer and have just that sickening feeling in the pit of your stomach when it goes black and you've got priority mm. and it's your turn to go and, and you just don't want it. You just, it's your nightmare and, oh. and you're living it out over and over again over the course of 40 minutes while two fucking geriatrics are popping <laughs> rings around you. Just going, you calling each other into fucking stonker after stonker. Just having a full-blown surf party out there. Yeah. Wow, oh, it's rattling. Mate, it's heavy. so skits, man. Uh, well, the other melt, uh, and it's unfair to call it a melt, but like Griffin, just oh, my heart broke in half for the poor, yeah, poor guy. Like he got, he he's clearly packs it. He clearly loves it. He he feeds on the challenge, Smithy, and he gets wiped on what would have been a ten, like a guaranteed ten. Um, his post afterwards was so good, man. Let, like let's a, read it. Yeah, Do give it a give it a read. Yeah, this is what he had to say uh, after narrowly being eliminated from the final five at Trestles. Ah, uh, man, I haven't cried from a loss since I was 12 years young, and yesterday I did. I don't know what was going on, but it seemed there were three or four moments that were just centimetres away from things going my way and making it into the final five. It's hard to try and understand. I put my heart and soul into it, and it just didn't seem to be enough. It was so weird the way everything unfolded almost so much that there was a greater power telling me something. Maybe now is not my time. Maybe there are more lessons for me to learn. I have to evaluate my life and the decisions I make every day and the person I strive to be and the person I am. This last week, this last two weeks here in Tahiti have been a great experience learning how to handle the pressure of so much coniquence born. Mm. Uh, I absolutely enjoyed every up and down about it. Thank you to the people that have reached out and my friends and family that make life so much fun. It really means a lot. Although this year had to end this way, I'm proud to check off my goal of winning two events this year. I'm going to use this loss and think about it every day to blow oxygen on the fire within 2023. It's fucking on. And just quickly, a couple of the comments on that thread. I just thought there was some incredible mm. uh, shows of support here from who else but Chatty. The uh, swelling spirit animal. It's coming, brother. You're amazing as a surfer and even better as a person. Much better things will come soon. I love you. Oh, man. Fucking Jaddy's the man, yeah. isn't he? Um, and yeah, you know, everyone's chipping in. Yago Dora getting closer and closer to Griff next year. Uh, F Jeremy Flores, Wave of the Day and Attitude of the Year Award. You know, so much love in here yeah. for him. Chris Moore, great post, Griff. Love ya. And so proud of you. Congratulations on a great year. Uh, yeah, man. I mean... Mate, he, 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 every right to be a little bit sour grapesy and a bit bitter, like knowing that Kanoa and Idolo haven't even won a comp. You know, he's got two wins under his belt. But he's heading into shamanistic headspace there, man. You know, like, 
understanding that you've got still got stuff to learn, like just processing the whole thing as a big picture rather than these sort of incremental moments that at the end of the day, you know, you can't really control. Like he, he sent it. You can't send it harder than the way he sent it. The wave that pitched him was so brutal and so powerful. That shock wave just detonated him into a billion pieces, just fucking wild, like wild, wild wipeout. And um, I think I think you're right, mate. Like he, he just, you know, fuck. Can you have a better year without making that top five? I don't know. It's uh, I guess just the inconsistency is, and the and the head noise is is obviously something that he's he's just trying to process and get a handle on. Uh, you know, over a, a lot, over a long period of time, rather than just in those little moments around heats. You, there was a bit of a question mark on his nine point ride too. Like people were saying, potentially got robbed by the judges. I mean. It, maybe it was higher than a nine. If if that score goes to a nine two or a nine five, he's in the, mm. the top five at the end of the year. And I mean, it was a full wedge into the biggest, thickest, scariest section of the event. Like he was so deep, and he, you know, remember when Hog was saying like the thing at Chopes is you're so deep it looks like a closeout, mm. and you go on fucking warp speed into the biggest bowl you've ever seen. That was that way from Griff. Mm. It was like a, a, a south start of it into a west bowl. Um, and just gets that crazy high line pump, millimetre perfect, so high he almost disconnected the rail uh, as he was trying to find the, the rail for his pig dog, mm. uh, but handled it and just, fuck, mate, come flying out of that thing. It was such a ballsy wave. It was so heavy, man. Mm. Um, maybe it was worth more than nine. It's crazy to think that both him and Kanoa did the job that was assigned to him. That's right. They man. packed the fucking biggest, scariest thing in the clutchest moment. And Kanoa got the nod, got the 9-8. Mm. Griff got the 9-0. Yeah. Didn't make it, mate. It was splitting hairs. Splitting hairs. But I, I think both surfers, you know, uh, they've had an amazing year. Like, uh, And they're clearly feeding off each other, you know. like, And it's going to be a hard one for Griff to sit and watch. You know, like you think Gabby will be missing it. Well, he would have been freaking on that event. But mm. uh, that was finals. It's going to be a real long day for Griffin. Mate, Tyler Wright. We thought she was going to turn up. She had the big brother in her pocket. She looked ready to go. I mean, it just everything seemed to be in a good place. What happened? Yeah, I'm just, not too sure. I'm did, not too was sure. Was the year just a throwaway? Like, do you think it was just sort of a half-half year maybe? I mean, it's, it's hard to really speculate. Fuck, uh, there's so much going on in the background yeah. of that family court cases, millions of dollars disappearing into some hard criminal's focus, back pocket yeah. of their hard-earned. You know, they're all coming back from serious injuries and illnesses and stress, and it's just been a hard run. So hopefully with this big court case going on in the background, out of the way, they can start afresh, turn That's over it, a man. new leaf, and fully rip in with no distractions. Well, I feel like the, the Was Finals will be the, the poorer for <laughs> I feel like the Was Finals will be all the poorer for not having Tyler in there, though. She's just, you know... She's a surfer at the very top of her game, like in terms of just physicality, talent, all the th- all the things that make world champions. She's it's just all there in this epic little package, and we just want to see her back to her best next year. And and four foot chopes is a is a tricky uh, enterprise. You know, it, it's like mm. it, it's slow at times. It, it, it's kind of a, a wave catching contest. If you're on the good ones, you win. If you're not, you don't win. So you know, that was part of it too. 
it would be remiss of me not to mention in the melt category, me old mate white chocolate. Uh, <laughs> geez, I tell you, on one of the, the all-time days at Chopes, the white chocolate paddles out. And uh, as we know, it, chocolate is just not a natural mix for the tropics. When it gets hot <laughs> and muggy and there's backless cones, we know the chocolate melts and it was a solid melt. His opening wave on the big day which, you know, came as a, a juxtaposition against all of these heroics. The white chalky paddles out, tries to pack a four-footer, gets lipped in the back of the head and uh, just washed fucking oh, in the shore. It's just classic. Nothing worse than chalky in the tropics, mate. you got to fucking you open it up. It's all stuck to the, t- the foil and you just got to lick it off the foil. Like, fuck it. Oh, oh, he was dude. licking the foil on that one. It was a shocker. And, uh, yeah, look, it, it's interesting. You know, you're kind of looking at, looking at his career trajectory from here and, uh, you know, legend of a bloke. Don't get me wrong. Love the white chockey, mm. but uh, you get the feeling the ship has well and truly sailed on his world title aspirations. Probably time to get back to Cape Town and start pulling beers at his hip-hop jazz fusion bourgeois bar because <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's just all over for the white chocolate. Oh, damn. Yeah, Mark. Sorry, mate. And one other, one other little melt I wanted to bring up. Uh, it's not a huge melt. Uh, he still managed to qualify for the, the Rippy Was finals. But Italo, mate, like I thought he was going to turn up here with his new corn smithy, yeah. his new attitude, and just rinse that thing front side and backside and make the fucking corn into shit, smithy. Yeah, and it's super interesting. No for you. <laughs> Jadson uh, actually got the win over him, and we know how Italo takes losses to Jaddy, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. as he talked about on the podcast. Probably He's, he's probably not talking to... well. Jaddy almost played spoiler fiddler. He almost knocked him yeah. out of the final five. And I think there was a, a situation in which, uh, yeah, so Jaddy could have knocked Italo out of the final five uh, had he won that heat and then lost to... I can't remember the exact scenario, mm. but yeah, the <laughs> cosmic event, the head of the Brazilian storm nearly crueled. Uh, and, the- and Jaddy was crying after that heat. Uh, there was the, the story getting around that he was like absolutely devo. He's like, I'm it, fucking sharing a car with this cunt. Sorry. I'm dead. <laughs> I can't believe this. I was relying on him for lifts back from the airport. Oh, oh my God. What have I done? Yeah. You just see Jaddy with his board bag and his thumb out on the side <laughs> of the road just going, hey, anyone heading back to Papiette? <laughs> oh, Italo's just already checked in first class. <laughs> Bunking his mate back down. No, um, yeah, pretty uh, outrageous scenario, but like, fuck, it's it, man, the the top five men and women. Let's let's go into it. What does it all mean? What's, What's it all mean, man? Oh, what, what does, does it, all, it mean? all mean? The final five is locked and loaded, uh, as we know. And look, the big news: Canal Igarashi Huntington, mad man, has gotten the nod over his longtime sparring partner Griffey Colapinto. Uh, yeah, look, I guess uh, it's just. It's all down to the fucking showdown. Number one, Philippe Toledo. He's got to surf once. Jack Robbo, two. Ethan Ewing, three. Italo, four. And Kanoa, five. Uh, in the women's, it's Carissa Moore at number one. Joanne DeFay at number two. Tatiana at number three. Breeze Hennessy, fucking on a melter of a year. Another uh, huge result in a left reef. She's the queen. The left reefs uh, runner up there to Courtney and Steffi Gilmore. Oh, she's scraping. Hanging in there at fifth. And Vaughn, what this all means for me is that I have not been as excited and hopeful for Australian surfing in this new format uh, yet, this final five showdown. We have a serious chance of taking out both titles mm. here. So I cannot wait for Trestles. I feel like if it's in that 
four to six foot range when it's actually on the cobbles, on the mm. reef and hugging it as opposed to off the back of it in a bit open ocean mm. and wobbly. If it's perfect trestles, I cannot see Ethan Ewing losing in that format. Mm. Uh, I, I, I just can't. And Steph Gilmore, likewise. On trestles rights on a four-foot day, I, like, I just Mate. think that she's a special to come from deep and win. S- Steph Gilmore, congratulations. Like This is uh, scraping in number five. Last year when she was in that surf off, she just didn't look... Didn't look mentally ready to me. The waves like, were kind of fucked too. It was, it was yeah, too big it for just, it. It was a bit, bit sketchy and Wobbly. a bit weird. And it just, you know, like you make or break shows it perfectly. If you haven't seen it, go and have a look. Like it's just the headspace is kind of, she's like talking herself into it. Like I deserve to be here. This year, she's done the job. So it's, it's, it's a two-tier job. You, you get your first part of the job done by qualifying. The second part of the job is getting to that world title day and knowing that no one's going to stop you. I think she looks the goods. And there's I a really different do. there's a different culture around her now. She's got that team environment. She's got mm. like the big O, Connor, Jacko Baker, Callum Robson, these grit merchants just fucking absolutely breathing yep. fire down her neck, telling her to fucking rip in, <laughs> queen. Square up. Square up, Steffi. It was interesting too to see uh, deep in the event. I think she, what would she make the semis or something or the quarters? She had an opportunity to go a skit one to make a, a heat out there and she fully dogged it. Mm. But uh, <laughs> it was interesting to see Connor and Callum and, and Jacko all with their arms outstretched, absolutely screaming oh, at her to no. go. And I mean, mate, I think it was the right choice not to go mm. because really at the end of the day, there was nothing for her to win. You know, she could have just got injured trying to pack that thing. Yeah. yeah, there's like pride on the line, packing a fucking six to eight foot West Bowl at Chobes, you know, as a woman is an incredible feat. As a man, it's an incredible She'll feat. She'll be kicking herself. She'll be watching that back. She'll be kicking herself yeah, for sure. But like just to see the Aussies like screaming at her, just yeah. going like that kind of support, that level of camaraderie and grit, I think that's exactly what she needs, you know, to be doing it for for not just herself, but the people around her, to, to live up to the expectations and the energy yeah. that her teammates are giving her. I think that's going to propel her yeah. uh, leaps and bounds ahead. And man, on the men's side, uh, this, this top five is, uh, and no disrespect to last year, but this is just a fucking... Let them roll. Let them roll. This is so interesting, man. The, the personalities are there. The stories that are there, uh, like, it's all over the shop. And uh, two Aussies, fucking Jack Robbo, and healing, mate. We are fucking laughing. We've got so much to cheer for with this uh, final coming up. I just cannot wait to see that first heat hit the water, mate. Kanoa and fucking Italo going at it. I mean, that's going to be crazy shit. Crazy, crazy shit, man. I'll tell you who's got the worst job in the world right now. It's the WSL judges. They have their work cut out for them at Trestles, man. The amount of variety on show. You know, they're going to be comparing yep. apples and oranges and zucchinis and eggplants. It's a fucking con the fruit or a speck. <laughs> They're just, uh, yeah, I don't know how they're going to come up with appropriate numbers for that kind of array of jazzy, spontaneous surfing, but they're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to have to get it right. It's they're going to have to get job. it dead right, mate. And um, the holiday's over, Changers. The holiday's over, Connor and Jacko and you boys just enjoying the postseason cut. Get back to work. The stress starts turning. <laughs> the screw's coming on. Oh, the boys are going to have to fucking uh, put the rashy back on next year, mate, and realise that it's uh, back down to business, that cut looming. Yeah, isn't that... I mean, it's, it, just now it's dawning on me how good that format is. It, mm. It's like a grand final four events into the year. Yeah. So, I mean, as heavy as it is for the surfers, I think we're all starting to wrap our heads around the new format, and I think it's a, a massive step in the right direction, just building suspense and narratives for the surf public, kind of a thing for pro surfers, but... Uh, you know, I guess that's why you're on the big bucks. That's it, mate. And uh, just finally, Smitty, fuck, that was a good comp, mate. Well done, Was. Well played.
incredible. Absolute shart spectacular. Well played. Competition surfing. Nerdism.